And here we are. There was eight teams, and now there is four. And Boxhead, back this week. Yes. What's going on, buddy? Not much, man. What did you think of the divisionals? Any surprises for you? Uh, no. No, there wasn't, actually. No? Um, I Yeah, the last time we recorded together, I said I was pretty keen on Detroit. So that one didn't surprise me. Um, who else? 49ers, Ravens. Yeah, expected that. And then, yeah, actually, I was on, on KC. Well, I said in the preview... Buffalo, I just... I feel Mahomes is a little bit like Brady for me. Like, bet against him and back against him at your own peril. Like, I'll believe it when I say it. I'd just rather stick with a winner. Not that I don't think Josh Allen's a winner. I think Josh Allen is exceptional, but... Their defense was horrible. They just... He did all he could. He, he probably... The back end there where he um, probably threw two long passes where he could have, you know, checked down and to one of the crosses or, you know, looked to actually get a first down to get him a little bit closer, but that's been super critical. I, yeah. He um, he carries that team, and they're actually they're going to be in a little bit of strife now because I think their salary cap... Well, his cap hit is finally big. Are they over the cap for next year? I think they're... They are, projected and he, to be his actual cap, contract so. hits, so... Yeah. Between him, Diggs... It'll be interesting to see what they can do there, like whether they can... Uh, we They're going to have to hit some in the draft, you'd think, to replace some of the guys who are going to need to walk out the door in different positions. But you're right, I think... You'd probably let go a lot of your... If I'm them, you'd probably be looking at letting go a lot of your higher-paid defensive well, players and trying to draft guys in those positions and hit. They've got a few guys that are actually not bad value. The questions probably are around guys that are injured and two you're not getting value out of. So mm. Diggs, they've had a back and forth through the last few years. Yeah, He's on a huge contract. He threatened to go out again at the start of this year. Yeah, I think if you could facilitate a trade there... Bye-bye. That's $27 million. Yeah. And Von Miller, they gave a huge contract yeah, off there the field drama. Didn't play. Zero sacks this year. Bye-bye. Those two alone would clear their minus 43, I think. Okay, well that, there's your two. There's so your two avenues. Out. They because found, they're not contributors, are they? Like, no, well, they found Cook. They found Kincaid. Yeah. You've got Gabe Davis, who's off, who's going to get paid probably somewhere in the 15 to $13 million range. So they've got a decision to make there. And then they've obviously got, like you said, picking the draft. Um Probably oh, the biggest surprise for me was Green Bay. I, I was surprised they lost against Dallas the week before. Yeah, but San Fran's a different beast. Mm. Like, they're a different beast. They've been dominant in, in that conference. You know, I know they they were probably a little bit um, sloppy because they've had a lot of time off. San Fran. I think often you see those number one seeds, the, the guys that have the week off, they struggle in their first playoff game, not so much their second. So that's why you know I sort of I lean pretty heavily this week. I leaned heavily to San Fran, but I leaned slightly towards Baltimore despite what I said earlier, just because, you know, they blew the cobwebs out. They're at home. Um, but, yeah, Green Bay were extremely unlucky not to win that game. Well, the scarier part, we've been talking that, about this. Is that three NFC championships for Matt LaFleur without a win? They lost to the 49ers in the NFC championship game. Uh, they lost to Tampa Bay. I reckon that's three, three for the floor. Since he's been in charge, yeah, I think he's probably. Just... But there's huge upside for them. They <laughs> agreed to that contract rather than the fifth year option, so they've got control of Love for one more year on good money. Mm. They have the youngest offense in the whole of the NFL. 
all those guys that are there are first, second, or third year players. No one's on a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I don't really care about that. Yeah, well, <clears> you will if you're a Green Bay fan moving into next yeah, year. Yeah, I know, but up. I think it's a bit overstated. I don't know. I don't think so. I think the receivers will take it Because no one's been saying that all year. They're saying it now because you're I've been saying the youngest to... offense for the year. But yeah. Jones come back, brings run-pass balance. They've they got... The last two weeks, they've been very good. They've got draft capital. They won a lot of games on the way in. They've got two seconds because of the Jets thing. A first, thirds, like and they've been lights out in terms of final receivers in the draft. So, in terms of reshaping things, they're expensive on the offensive line. Yair Alexander posted the other day, cryptically, like he was on the way out, even though he's contracted. They fired, or they didn't fire Joe Barry. They're saying that Joe Barry's out as the DC, but they're probably going to maybe have him there in a different role. Hmm. So, changes there. But if you're a Green Bay fan for what you saw the second half of the season, the development in him, the balance once Jones got back in, the fact they have four widened receivers, two running, uh, two tight ends, and everyone's under contract on the cheap. It gives you flexibility. So the window is sort of open there to try and make some moves the next year or two before you have to pay love and before you get caught up with some of these receivers having to hit um, cash-wise. But overall, great finish for them considering where they were mid-year. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for LaFleur, and he used it more about the offense, like talked about it as a collective, like we were the offense, because as a lot of people were saying the whole time, Rogers sort of does his own thing. So you haven't actually seen fully what he was trying to implement, but obviously having love there and having a younger group this year, had full control of the offense, not people audibling out of it and sort of run it as it is in the second half of the year it flourished. Yeah. So there's some good building blocks there um, if they can clean things up on the defensive side of the ball. Chiefs, like you talked about before, um, for them... I guess you look at this one and just not going the way. Great result. When you talked about Alan, I'm complete with you. I think the biggest question for them, not just with the the money, is who is missing. You know, I don't like to make excuses, but a lot of the talk this week's been Alan this, Alan that. I don't. You can't blame Alan. They were missing Bernard, Benford, Rap, Tre'Davious White's been out all year. Miller's been horrible. Like Gabe Davis didn't play. Matt Milano didn't play. They're missing six or seven starters on defense. Mm. So when he's run for two. On, you know, put on his arm. There was two long passes. Diggs dropped one. I think it was Sherfield dropped the other one. Both should have been caught. Yes, he did underthrow that other one that should have been a touchdown. But overall, I think to get where they were compared to the were mid-season, especially with the defensive issues and him putting them on their back, I will not blame Josh Allen at all. I think the bigger question, like you said, is for them moving forward is how they can rework things because mm. it's very hard to strip back and then replace. But why he's there, they're always going to be a good team. It's just a question of now, money-wise, are you going to be clamped down on what you can afford to pay for certain positions? Yeah. So, uh, Milano will be back next year, Tredavious, but again, it's it's how you clean that money out and how you find people. So, a couple of tight ends, you know, paying Davis if you trade Diggs, a couple of guys on D, like Daquan Jones, who was big for him on return, like, they just don't have much flexibility. So, it's going to be a, a bit of an interesting off-season if you're a Bills fan. Chiefs, just crazy. I still not Flash offensively, got to love the way they've gridded it out and sort of adjusted the way they play, yep. especially leaning into their run game. But I dare say, going into Baltimore in a defense like that, um, <coughs> it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, a lot harder. It's a completely different defense. It's one that doesn't have injuries. I think Marlon Humphrey will be back. They're number one in red zone, sacks, turnovers, scoring defense. They tick all those boxes. So it's going to be a much bigger challenge. But um, 49ers, you say like that. I thought they were a bit clunky. Similar deal that you're talking about, but like part of it, the weather, I guess. Purdy sort of struggled with a wet ball, but in the most important drive, he made it happen. Yeah. Um, there were some big penalties in that game as well. 
probably their biggest concern, I think, is when Debo went off, takes away that sort of option where they've got two guys in him and McCaffrey that you can use on screens and yards after the catch sort of plays. It sort of took a layer away. So him being a question mark for this week, I think, is a big thing. He's a, a weapon. They've got guys like that that are very diverse, but in particular, when Debo and McCaffrey are there, I think it just makes them so multiple of what they can do, backfield, run, and receiving. Yeah, that's fair. And at times, like I said, you don't even have to make anything for them. You just get a screen, give the ball to Debo, or give the ball to CMC, and watch them go. Hmm. So the other thing for them, probably, the amount of money they're putting in their defense, I think their defense hasn't been great heading into the playoffs. Like that front, the amount of money, what they've got in it, and sort of where they've been. Uh, I, I don't know. I reckon I smell a bit of an upset this week. Okay. But uh, and the Ravens won. Full credit to the Texans. I think they massively overachieved from where they've been the last few years. Yeah, they were, like, they were good to hit on Stroud. We've seen Anderson. He was getting better by the end of the year. Harris, the other linebacker from Bama, was injured the year before. He's come up big this year under D'Amico. Um, they found a bit of a run game. Obviously, didn't come through. And this game against the Ravens, who just completely shut them out in the second half, 24 zip. Um, but even like with this one with Stroud, like I know he doesn't throw any touchdowns. They got in the field goal range to take the lead at half, but didn't turn the ball over, protected himself like that. That dude is going to be a hell of a player long term. Absolutely. And they're in a good position again when we talk about cap, draft picks, and they're young to sort of retool here. And because they've got cap space and he brought in a few guys that he liked. They're in a position with the few guys they've got as free agents. I don't think there's anyone that's really going to take significant money. So they're going to be able to build and come back next year strong. Yeah. So lots of positives there. But what that that's the only one that really didn't surprise me. That didn't really come too much of a surprise to me that the run got shut down. He only had Nico. They cottoned onto that after a first quarter or two that they were going to take him out of the game. And there was a lot of three and outs and they just ran him off the field. Mm. And like San Fran did, tried to blitz Lamar. The guy's literally like playing Madden. Anytime they thought they had him contained, he just ran. He went 11 for 102 TDs. Yeah. So that's pretty much a, a wrap of sort of those games. Lions, Bucks, sorry, was the other one. I still think that the Bucks had a really good year considering. They did. All the talk yeah. was they were going nowhere. Caps busted. What have they got Baker for? They didn't sign Evans. Like I think from the back end of the year, Baker in particular has done himself a huge favor from that platform he got at the Rams. They, they have to keep him next year. If not, I think there's a couple of teams that should look at him. Well, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'd be keeping him and then drafting one. So, That'd good position for them. Uh, Evans, I think they might have made a mistake there. They didn't want to sign him, and he had a huge year again. Mm. So, he's now an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. So, I think it's going to cost them more, probably, just given what's happened. Um, and, yeah, I think they've got some big... They've got some huge names off, though. So, why I looked at their cap space and thought... 50 million is not actually that bad. Devin White, who wasn't happy, is free to hit the market. Mike Evans, Winfield, who's now an all-pro. Um, Baker's on the market. Levante David's on the market. Pretty much all their guys that have been Pro Bowl, Super Bowl champions or near best in their positions are all hitting the market. So they've pretty much got a decision to make here, I guess, money-wise, who they want to keep and then what can they address in the draft. Their run game was awful. They're one of the worst in the league. They were good passing-wise and they had a real good front and their secondary is pretty safe. But, yeah, they're, they're certainly probably one of these ones that's either you're keeping these guys or we're trying to bring in a new fleet. Yeah. So, good year by them. Um, and we're well into the mix here. I think late and how they hung in, considering, um, probably surprised a few people because most didn't even think they were going to get to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, it was more that division just going well. Well, them and the Texans come out of both Souths, but we didn't talk a whole lot about and yeah, managed I, to take a scalp on the way. I think um, the Texans are 
far better than anyone in the NFC South. Mm. And the Jaguars are in that division. I don't think that division was that weak, but it certainly wasn't as weak as the NFC South. And the Colts surprised everyone, so... Mm. That, South, that, that wasn't a weak South game. come up strong. Mm. Um, I don't have a whole lot more. Like, there's no real like, diving into the games. I think everything was pretty above board. Like I said, some missed moments for the Bills. Chiefs as a whole, very, very good. Their defense, particularly the second half. Lions were in control of that. Gave the Bucks a little bit of a sniff at the back They end, did, yeah. But did enough, and the Ravens' second half were just ruthless. And, yeah, the 49ers, I think, will be counting their lucky stars. They won't want to make that mistake this week. No, like I said earlier, I think those two teams, if you're going to get them, that was a time to, I guess, wobble them a little bit. Mm. Uh, but we'll see. Yep. Uh, the coaching cycle, we talked about it. I spoke a little bit last week that there was a couple of positions. So we knew about Mayo at the Pats. We knew that Pierce was the Las Vegas coach. Now they've got a GM. They've brought in Telesco from the Chargers. So good, good move. He had some success with the way he drafted. I know people would say the ending. I think that was more coaching than he did his job. They drafted well. Yeah. Um, so they've looked like they've made a move there that's a pretty positive. The Titans job was open. That is now done. Brian Callahan links to Rand Carthon, who's obviously the man they leaned into to move off Robel. They talked about alignment. He's another one who's had connections with Carthon through the 49ers and other systems. They've got Levis there. They've got draft picks. They've already talked about it all. It seems like this was all sort of cooked up in the background pretty much once they moved on from Vrabel. Mm. So there's obvious Four links. Four. Um, one for a DC position, but interesting nonetheless. Eagles fired both OC and DC, and then Vic Fangio parted ways from Miami, lives in Pennsylvania, immediately signed with the Philadelphia Eagles to be their DC next year. That's big. So a guy that's on. been getting around almost exclusively as a head coach contractor somewhat for defenses yeah. is going to Philly. He, um, I saw a lot of him on Hard Knocks. For those that were watching well, the Hard Knocks with Miami Dolphins, he's very good. Mm. And the players, like you hear the players talk about how good he is. And well, they got better across the year and then they had bad luck with health. Like to lose Chubb, Phillips and all the guys they did. But he was good at Denver defensively. He was good at the Bears when he was there defensively. He's got a track record. There's a good reason people are seeking him out. Yeah. And for Philly's collapse at the back end of the year, Yes, they do need to retool probably in the secondary and in the middle of the linebackers. But so fired Matt Patricia. I don't think it was it was Desai or the other guy that's gone. I don't know if Patricia's still on the staff and what role he had. But the actual well, he took over as DC, didn't he? Only calling the players. So I don't know about his role. But they announced that the OC and DC are gone. What do you mean? He no, took over th- from the the actual DC who was still there. So the guy that was the DC is fired. He's gone. I don't know what Patricia's actual role was. Interesting. Once he took that over, or if he's still in the staff. But Fangio in there. The biggest one of all is Harbaugh back in the NFL. Yeah. Been successful everywhere. He's been in college. Only had that one stint at San Fran. It obviously ended in a bad way, but he was very successful when he was there. Mm. He comes in now with Justin Herbert. Surely this is the smartest bit of business they it's could have done. big for that division as well. Like, Huge. You'll see him resurrect and challenge the Chiefs a little bit maybe. Peyton, Reed. Harbour, and then you've got Pierce sitting there. So I don't know if I'm feeling as good if I'm a Raiders fan when I'm looking around at the other coaches. Yeah, well, yeah. They're buying into him. Like They said that Max Crosby threatened to be traded if they didn't get him. So it's good to know that the players are buying into him, but it's whether that lasts yeah. once they hit a hard spot like we talked about. Why are they buying into him, though? That's, I guess you need to be in the building to We're gonna know. We're going to find out, aren't we? You need to know. They played well this year once mm. he took over. Their defense was uh, up It was quite back. clear that he was the preferred... <laughs> Preferred person in charge rather than McDaniel. Yeah, we're going to see again like we talk about. Um, it's good to buy in for that, but when you hit a hard place, like does he have the answers? Does he have the right staff around him? Can he control yeah. 
a whole organisation, we're going to find out. Because yeah. the rah-rah sort of stuff and buying into an ex-player, that's all well and good and he's got a lot of respect, but that can only last so long. So that decision made. I think the Harbour one's the biggest piece of business, but two more happened only in the last 24 hours. Dave Canales, who was one of many who interviewed for Carolina and plenty were saying they won't get their choice, six-year contract, the Bucks OC. Yeah. Uh, Tepper's got money to burn. He's got money to burn. He loves firing people, but six years is a hefty investment. So maybe Canales just put it, his literal Canales on the table and said, if I'm going to take this job, given the guys that they were sort of interviewing weren't, I'm not saying considered the top, but there was a few guys there I don't think even bothered going to interview there. Um, yeah. They've brought him but up. So Professional sport, you can have six years. It could be one year. Yeah. <clears throat> Give yourself a bit choice. One year. But offensive coordinator for a young quarterback. People like what they saw this year with Baker and the offense there. Um, so he goes over there. and The Falcons. I got all excited with all the talk around Belichick and then Kirk Cousins coming out and saying, like, basically, that if a Hall of Famer, you know, was the coach somewhere and wanted me, I, I'd definitely look at it. And they said they interviewed him twice. I thought everything was pointing that way. All the insiders who get really good dirt were all saying that Arthur Blank was all for it, but everybody else was protecting their job and was against it. So... <clears throat> Belichick's not going to be the coach it's well, that's the sign of a shit organisation well everyone's just looking to survive which again poor mentality you got to be the boss for Blank you're the Arthur. boss if that was the case like many of them said should have put his foot down and said this is what we're doing hmm. so Raheem Morris second again, opportunity that's what the narrative is who knows if that's actually true hmm. uh, who knows if Belichick actually wanted the job well it's the only one he's interviewed that's, for that's, a, that's a good way yeah I know that but what what, what would they possibly be interviewing him about well I think he'd it wouldn't more. be coaching no I think he'd probably blank probably just had more of a general chat with him to see if they align but they've gone in different directions so DC you've mainly had uh, you had an offensive coordinator before that you had Quinn success with him defensive background Raheem Morris yeah. coming in it's not it's not so much the coaches it's the players I mean, they need a quarterback yep you got the 8th pick wanted to run wanted to run Matt Ryan out of, out of town but didn't have anyone to fill the boots look at what um, Green Bay have done you know those good organisations draft one and develop one over years prior to moving from the man or the man at that point in time mm. they've always got a plan B and a plan C there Falcons just failed to do that and now they're getting found out Well, because only... the roster's pretty good apart from quarterback yeah the defence is very good uh, one of the better rush defences mm. they spent some money in the secondary and they've got plenty of running backs sporadic yeah so with a quarterback I think they'd be They'd be a playoff team, mm. particularly in that division. The only two jobs left now are the Commanders and the Hawks. And a couple of those guys have now been hired. Raheem Morris out. I think Canal uh, the second interviews for so the Hawks. So Vrabel's still without a job as well. Belichick and Vrabel, I don't think, are interviewed with the two teams that are left over. I don't think they've been interviewed Could first. one of them go to Michigan? Oh, I doubt it. They had uh, Vrabel linked to Ohio State where he come from. They said that Ryan Day might have been on the out. Jeez, that'd be good. But now they're talking about Bill O'Brien getting the flick from the Patriots to go to the OC at Ohio State. So who knows? I think Belichick will sit there, someone will get fired mid-year and he might take a job. I doubt it. He won't want to come in as an interim, I think. Oh, I, I don't think it'll be an interim. I think it'll be taken over something. Yeah, I know. I if Dallas saw somebody in like Philly go bad next year, I think one of them might reach out to the Dark Lord. <laughs> I can't like believe out. I can't believe he can't get a job. I can't believe neither of them get a job. I wanted Vrabel to be the Pats coach if he went, and we just went with a linebacker coach who we had internally. There must be something more to it. There must uh, be something that's they're talking a lot about. Said. People are worried about ceding that control, but 
at this point in time, I'm pretty sure he'd just be keen to coach and offload some of that, but some haven't even interviewed with him. Like, he's literally only had one offer for interview. Who? The Falcons. That's where he interviewed. Yeah. He didn't go to the Chargers. Okay. He hadn't gone to anyone else. Publicly. Uh, mate, they broadcast everything. They Bullshit. post and tweet everything. If, why you would don't only, think, if you don't think... Why would he only be If you don't think that's... Another organisation hasn't picked up the phone and rung Bill Belichick. You're on drugs. Well, why would all of them post everything else in the Falcons? What, what, post well, that's that's a great twice, question. Why would they do that? Why would well, they? No, why would they, they do that? What's the point of doing that? Because that's what they all did. Why? They love broadcasting. Why? There's nothing hidden. That's what I'm saying. Why? But in this cycle, it seems like so. They're what, all but why? You don't have a reason why. Because mm-hmm. so so you've got the info, or you think you've got the info, so you can broadcast it. But they, you don't know. There's no way that other organisations haven't contacted Bill Belichick. I, I would say also, organisations with coaches would have contacted Belichick. Well, I would have thought. I reckon so, he. I, I I personally think he's Dallas and been Philly's very picky role. about where he goes. He's not stupid. He's well, not just going to jump in any job. If he was, I think he would have been interested in the Chargers job. That interview. Well, not that the, not that you know, because it wasn't said publicly. No. This whole public thing, like it, it should be a, a process not much like that. With the sources and the, the, pro- the stuff well, they have. Yeah, tomato and barbecue. They're a lot more open. They should have it. It should be a private process. Yeah. And the good organisations would do it privately. All the good organisations would have someone there ready to go, like the Patriots did. This is that's how you that's how you run a process. Well, we'll see if that's a good decision, but I know that. But it's they at least had a plan. They knew where they were going, and they transitioned well. Without telling everyone publicly what they were doing. Well, there's two jobs That's left. They did. So the Seahawks, Raheem Morris is now out of the mix. Uh, Dan Quinn had a second interview. Mike Kafka, who was the OC for the Giants. Pat Graham, who was at the Raiders. And Elijah Avero. So there's only four or five in the mix there. I don't uh, know who any of those And then at Washington, like. they've mainly been looking at young <laughs> up-and-comers. So they had Slowick and Dan Quinn in, but they've had second interviews with both the Lions coaches, Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson. And they had second interview with Mike McDonald, who's the DC for the Ravens. Yeah. So they're obviously looking to go that way to build. So <clears throat> they're the last two jobs remaining. We'll see what plays out in that regard. But I think Seahawks will probably go Quinn. For the commanders, I've got no idea. But that new ownership group, uh, getting the jam in. Adam Peters is a young guy from San Francisco. It looks like they're looking to build long-term. So it will probably be somebody uh, who's got plenty of years left behind him. But... That brings us to where we are now, conference championships. So both one seeds got through. The two twos went down. We've got Ravens Chiefs for the AFC Championship. That's 7 a.m. Australia time, Monday morning. And then at 10.30, NFC Championship, you've got the 49ers versus the Lions. Let's start Ravens and Chiefs. What's your thoughts on this one? I like the Ravens. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> As uh, articulated earlier, I think home field blew the cobwebs out last week. Don't love the Chiefs' defence. And I think Lamar's... Yeah, well, it's his time, isn't it, really? If you want to win a Super Bowl, this is the year this to do it. Time. This is the year to do it. All right. I think whoever wins this game wins it. Um, I t- yeah. I, I don't trust San Francisco, and I think Detroit... Detroit have now found their level. Like, I think... I was really, really strong on them early in the playoffs because, I, you know, I thought the style of team that they are... The toughness, the coach, like they've gritted out two games. Probably they could, they could have lost both of them. Mm. This is one where I go. I think you've. I think you're going to find your level. Well, so I think San Fran will get through that one. But for this one, yeah, 
Baltimore, I just think they got they got the roster like home field, but it's the Chiefs. Well, but I think it's just the Chiefs, the Chiefs got no like no receivers. Oh, Kelsey was good last week. Yeah, Again, okay. how much of that is the Bills just having so many guys yeah. missing? He's doubling. Rashi Rice has been very good on the back run, but they've leaned more into their run game. And the thing is, the yeah, Ravens... Yeah, very good. The Ravens' uh, top five defense, like I said before, most sacks, most turnovers, best in red zone. They're the number one rushing attack as well. And their D shut down the run game last week of the Texans and most teams they've played. And they control possession, which the Bills did well, but their defense leaked. So you look at the flip for the Chiefs, they're the 18th rush defense trying to contain Lamar. With a pass, they're not so bad, but most of his passing plays are broken play or he breaks contain or a spy bites in when he scrambles from the pocket. You know, Jones and Carl Loftus are obviously going to have to do a job to try and keep him in there, but everyone's tried so far, it hasn't happened. 49ers couldn't do it. Texans got good pressure last week, couldn't do it. Um, I think the ground game's just going to tear him apart. And defensively, if they can't move the ball, Pacheco and get third downs. Um, you know, the secondary, as we've seen, Humphrey will be back. Geno Stone's very, very good. Kyle Hamilton will probably match up one-on-one with Kelsey and shut him down. I, I just think it's a mismatch and the Ravens will win this one. Yeah, I like the Ravens. I <clears throat> think it's going to be very close, though. Two well, very good field goal kickers, too. Yeah, the two best in the league. Tucker. So you're not going to see too many misses in that regard. Like, I don't think it'll be a a special teams game per se, but, you know, one of those dudes might be mm. kicking a long one to win it. Yeah, well, again, that defense for the Chiefs is being really, really good this year. They're, I think as a, both sides of the ball as a whole are a top five defense, but this is a hell of a challenge. Mm. And offensively, they haven't been ticking up the Ravens. Even Dalvin Cook's few touches last week, I thought their run game, to roll him in after losing uh, Keaton Mitchell, and they've got Gus, and then you've got Hill, who's quick. They've just got such variety the way they move the ball in that regard. But the, the conditions of weather, that's not going to worry Kansas City. No. Nah. Um, we'll just see how parochial this crowd can get. Well, dollar fifty favorite comfortable. are the Ravens, 265 outsider, if you like the Chiefs. Mm. Uh, NFC championship. What's the line? I'd have to look up if no, that's right, I've changed. Up. I think it was two and a half when I looked. Yeah, I think two and a half is a fair line. So... See if it's been updated since then. But yeah, fifty. I like those odds. I think for the Chiefs, I would like points if they gave me more, but I can understand the respect that's been given there. The line is now minus four and a half. Wow. So and you get 270. More than a field goal. Mm. Uh, but yeah, moving on to the NFC Championship, 49ers, Detroit. They're saying good weather because a lot of people brought up the fact that they struggled to move the ball last week or Purdy's throws. With a wet ball, he went glove, no glove. Then he went back to gloves. Mm. Um, they're saying good weather. Cold, but still manageable. Debo is still questionable, being limited in practice. But on the flip side, the guard uh, for the Lions, Jonah, he is out. That's a big out. And then Brock Wright, the tight end, who they use more as a blocker, is out. They designed Zach Ertz this week. So decent pickup yeah, right. for a role and a guy that's been waiting. But this, for me, I've sort of landed in a spot where I honestly think the Lions – just one of these teams that are getting it right at the right time. I think the balance they have offensively as well, they can hold the ball possession-wise. They've got a good mix between Gibbs, who's just got better as the years gone on, and Montgomery. Goff's been there as a Rams quarterback and been very successful. Like His win record is 3-6, and six, and that was at the back end when they lost some players, but his actual games at Levi's, he's nine touchdowns with only two picks. So he's gone into Levi's multiple times and played very, very well. Yeah, well, he's in division. Mm. So this, this is no you know <clears throat> thing to him or no surprise. I think receiver-wise, to have Laporta, Amon-Ra, Jamison, 
Reynolds, Ertz in that run game. So um, you think they'll win? I honestly think if the, the, the ground side of things, I can see them controlling this. Close. But I just, yeah, I haven't really been impressed. Especially been Detroit, as you know from the start, but... Yeah, I'm I, sticking with I can't see it. Particularly run game. Defense. San Fran, I think you've got too many weapons. I Like Detroit, yeah, I, I see your points, but... Yeah. Well, if Debo's... 49ers, I, yeah, if Debo's in, I, I can't see them going anywhere near him. Yeah, but... Unless they can turn it into a grit and they get shit weather, like you say, that'll definitely bring the Lions into it. And that's the type of game that San Fran do not want. No. I just think they're so well balanced so, and they're number two against the rush, so... It's also, it also depends on how it's refereed. Because if they let the Lions grab and hold and be physical and... Well, that's what they do on both sides. I know that. But if it's allowed, yeah. obviously it's going to change the context of the They're game, offensive right? line. So, is, but is if, if they penalise that and mm. give the 49ers guys space and let them, you know, get clean routes, like, good luck. Well, just... Yeah, that, that's what's got me over the line. They're top two or three on both sides, run D and their run game. And they're top two and three pass run. They have great balance to their offence. I think if they dictate both sides in that regard... That they win this game, mm. and Goff, like as we know, safe with the ball, smart. They got good weapons. They have that balance. So I, I just think if they put it back on Purdy and they can't move the ball with McCaffrey, and he's got to make big plays, and Debo's not there, um, I, I think their defense is showing some holes in the leading. Yeah. So I, I like the Lions, and you get good odds here, three dollars ninety. Well, yeah, if you want to take them. So three dollars ninety or seven and a half, I'd be happy to take that. San Fran or a dollar twenty-five at home. I think if you think. Oh, if you can see that the weather's going to be dodgy, the under's probably a good bet. Well, I had a multi. I think I had Jimmy Gibbs touchdown anytime, 40 plus yards, and a line straight up. I think I got almost $8. Mm. And you get a bet return for three leagues. Yeah. So that's my bet. But if that's the case, Ravens, Lions, Super Bowl is my prediction. You've got Ravens 49 as the rematch of the two one seeds. Yeah. If there's going to be an upset, I think it'll be Chiefs, not Lions. All right. Yeah, I, I sort of got the opposite. But I, like, I would love to see Detroit win because I've I've been on them all year, and you know, I, people have been still shit canning them. But I just like the style of the team they are. I, but for the eye test, from you know, and I don't, you know, I don't watch it to the level that, whereas int- intricately, I have the same level of understanding as I do. You know, obviously our chosen sport, but the eye test for me, I think 49ers and I, Kyle Shanahan's a very good coach. Hmm. So, well, the thing he's so- similar to um, Lafleur in that he's he's been to a couple of Super Bowls. He he's been to a few um, NFC Championship games, but he doesn't have a he doesn't have a ring as a as a coach. So, I think it's going to be something that he, he's going to want to tick the box on. Well, the big thing for me, and again, I know you don't want to wait a year; you want to take the opportunity. But I was blown away to see how good a job. Dan Campbell's done and Brad Holmes who come over from the Rams who was happy to do the trade for golf and the way they've drafted so like Branch playing for them Melifonwu Gibbs Jamison Laporta Jack Campbell Hutchison last year rather than Walker they signed Montgomery on the cheap their offensive line is brilliant they've almost got no one of mass importance as a free agent and next year they've got 61 million and they've got multiple picks again so they're in a position where if things don't happen this year yeah but if you look at how many players they've got signed See so where it says they've got they don't have many signs. Yeah, what I'm saying is the guys that are off a lot of them aren't really big names. No, but if you look there, go back and compare yeah, it to the other rosters with 61 million dollars. Yeah, is, what I'm saying is if you if you bump them up to the same amount of players, it's going to be less cap space. Mm. So realistically, that's an inflated number, is what I'm saying. 
Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm also going like in terms of averages in here, two of the guys that are on big money, one they're definitely not going to keep, probably an Okwara, and Gardner Johnson's been bouncing around team to team year by year. So with the amount of rookie contracts they've got, all these other bigger names under contract, heading in with draft picks, like they're in a position to retool and come back in again next year. Yeah. So I think they're another one like Green Bay where if you get things right in the next year or two, when you've got some cap flexibility, you've got to strike while the iron's hot. So I'd like to think they could do it this year. I think they can. Mm. Um, but yeah, probably the bigger one out is Jonah, the guard. When you lose someone on your offensive line, they're very good there. Sewell, Rag, now the guys they've got. It's one of the best parts of their team. Um, that That is a loss, but you know, I just... Between him and Gibbs, Montgomery, just the way they manage things on that side of the ball. I probably worry more on the back end for them, but again, I think if Purdy struggles and they can't get the game moving, it's all on his arm. I like the lines. I really do. Yeah. So interesting to see how things play out, but we agree on the Ravens. We're split on the NFC Championship, and then after that, we obviously have the two-week gap, as you have for the Super Bowl. Mm. So in between that, uh, yeah. Bit to digest, bit of media to do, and then we'll do a, a Super Bowl preview. Yeah. And talk about the big one and who we like and some bets, maybe look at some prop markets. Get a few silly ones in there. Yeah. But if you had to have one bet this week, who would it be? Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'd probably <clears throat> multi the two faves. Minus two and a half. Yep. Both to win by three or more. Yeah, both to win by a field goal or more. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't. I don't like taking taking points unless I think that team can legitimately win. And I two and a half with um, Kansas City. It's not worth taking two and a half because I think no. Yeah, you know, even so getting the field line. goal with Detroit. Yeah, seven and a half. Six. I can see a game where I think that's great value. But I can also see a game where that they could be behind by ten at the end of the first quarter. So I yeah, with that one I think weather and refereeing will have a a big influence on how that game's played. Yeah. The Dan Campbell knows that. He's gonna to want to fucking drag them down and you know, hold them and make them uncomfortable and make the game gritty yeah, and they want to run the ball, long drives. Yeah, but he's gonna he's gonna to want to make it physical at That's the line. Like mm. and whether the referees allow that or not. Like, I, to be fair, like, the NFL would love Detroit to be in the Super Bowl. It'd be massive, you know. When's the last time they won one? When's the last time they were in one? I, like, I can't remember. Well, they haven't been in an NFC Championship since, I think, 91 or something. So. Yeah, okay. Like, like, I've been watching NFL, I reckon, 25 years, nearly. And I, yeah, they've never been in this position. He was part of the team that went on in 16 as a player at the back end of his career. Yeah. So it's funny, the symmetry to have somebody like him come in and build this team and the personality and the way it has been built. It's a great story. Yeah, I'm pulling. I'm probably pulling for San Fran because I like Kyle Shanahan. Mm. Well, they need to. But I'm get pulling for Lamar as well. I like Lamar Jackson. Mm. Probably they're going to be the MVP. But yeah, for the 49ers. Yeah, I'd like to see him win one though. Like because every every team could have picked him. He got snubbed in the draft. Well, we could have taken him. Bill Belichick traded out of that. Pick. I would see like the Falcons there. They had Matt Ryan, who was you know. Coming to the end, what what can you grab him and stick him behind? But there's multiple right. of these as yeah. well. Like team skipped Allen, Mahomes got down to ten, and like the fucking Bears picked Trubisky for cross sake. It's not to say that he's the same without learning from Smith and having Andy Reid. That obviously helps. Yeah. But sometimes you see some of these decisions and you just shake your head. Yeah. But there you go. Bit of a wrap on 
the divisionals. We've got the conference championships, two excellent games coming up this Monday. Really looking forward to that. And then it's on to the Super Bowl. So for now, enjoy your week.